0: luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafido. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place if you're a newer agent, you're a seasoned veteran. doesn't matter if you're with a large franchise or you're with the boutique, and you're looking to work smarter, not harder, and hopefully increase your average sale price and add more high-end and luxury properties to your portfolio of homes you represent, whether you work with primarily buyers, sellers, or both. That is the goal of this show. Uh, This is episode 208. I'm really excited about having my guest on. But before I introduce uh, David, just a reminder, if you're getting value from this episode or previous episodes, please leave us a like, leave us a review. My guests don't get paid. I don't get paid. We're doing this because we're trying to raise the bar and we need to share it with others so that is my goal is to to continue to raise the bar so uh we have if you have questions of course shoot me an email michael at marketing luxury group michael at marketing luxury group and if you'd like to know where michael's speaking next where i'm speaking next you can go to luxurylistingspecials.com make sure you click on the events tab and that lets you know what is happening next we got events and in september and october and i'm going to be speaking down in miami uh, uh november 6th through the 8th and so we have events all over the country i just got done at the time of the recording i just did a training down in orlando from an 18,000 square foot mansion uh, where combs premier realty had a retreat they have rented out this mansion people spent the night and i did our full day training there it was it was a blast so if that's something you might be interested in hosting an event make sure you reach out to us all right so today's guests you know we we have various guests on whether they be luxury agents whether they be team leaders whether they be strategic partners where they could be maybe a lead source for you as an agent broker team leader or in this case I have uh, David on from Chicago Title Land Trust Company, and he'll do a little introduction for himself, but we're going to talk about land trust, what they are, how they can how you can bring more value to your your sellers uh, or to your homeowners. And again, that's what we're really trying to do is we're trying to educate you as an agent, so you are more rounded, well-rounded, and so if you're going going on a listing appointment or you're working with a buyer, you can bring more value to the table because when the market shifts or when everybody knows a real estate agent, you need to have more arrows in your quiver and you got to be more va- bring more value to the table. And so today we're going to be talking about protecting your privacy with land trust, and I have my guest on, David. How you doing? Good. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're, you're absolutely wel- uh, welcome. I'm really excited. And we're going to be talking about land trust today. But before we go into what is a land trust, tell everybody a little bit about you and, and Chicago Title Land Trust Company. And uh, then we'll get right into things.
1: So, yeah, Michael, I've been with uh, Chicago Title Land Trust Company for about 20 years now. It goes very fast for sure. Um, and uh, I have been uh, giving presentations on land trust, giving CLEs to attorneys, realtors, educating them. I've seen this, uh, uh, this service that we have, this product that, that we have evolved with the way the real estate business has evolved. So it, it, it's been an interesting time and uh, I'm always happy to come on. And like you said, talk to real, real estate professionals who are interested in giving their clients that extra value knowing something that their competitor doesn't know uh, that will benefit their client and so uh, again really happy to be on the show this morning
0: well i'm excited you and i met i had a luxury designation event in may of 2022 it was at medina country club we had the blues brothers there it was a great event and uh, you and i met you guys were sponsors at that event and uh, that's how we first started talking and and um, i've learned a lot from you and and my thoughts are, if I can learn from you, I know our listeners can as well. So let's start with some of the basics. Uh, you know, when somebody owns a home, every state's different. Some states are title-based uh, states. I'm based in Illinois. So we close at title companies, but we're attorney-based uh, here in Illinois. But let's keep it really simple. You know, you own a home. I own a home. Many times we own it in our name, right? But but what is a land trust and who benefits in having their house in a land trust, uh, or their you know multiple houses in land trust.
1: Yeah. So Mike, you mentioned it. I mean, it, it's simple. It's a form of holding title, and most people know you can you hold title with your wife as joint tenant, or maybe as tenants by the entirety, if you need some liability protection. Uh, if you're an individual, you own it as a tenant income in common, a legal a legal term. A land trust is just another way to hold title. And it is an extra layer on top of that. So, for instance, you would hold, you and your wife can hold, as joint tenants inside the land trust. So the question is, why do you want that extra layer? What does that extra layer really do for you? Right.
0: Right. Right. So, so you bring up, to, you know, a great point. So, a land trust is another form of holding title, and there's so much information out there, right? You can Google on our multi-million dollar properties. If, uh, you know, I get a interested buyer that wants to see a property and I haven't seen their pre-approval yet, which of course I would require and many listing agents would require, uh, I want to try to find out information about them. Are they who they say they are? And so you try to Google them and look them up and, you know, I have access to uh, various wealth network uh, databases. And many times there's people that later I find out they do have money, but I can't find anything out about them. So tell me a little bit about, you know, with so much information out there, you know, whether it be public record or county record websites, um, sure. what, what is one of the benefits um, of, of the, the privacy aspect with technology and, and privacy?
1: Yeah. So, Michael, I'm glad we started talking about privacy because my history of, uh, of land trust presentations is if I start talking about land trust in technical uh, uh, legal terms and holding title, I start getting some glazed looks. But if yeah, you lose talking, the audience, right? I hear you. you I start talking about, well, almost everybody, even attorneys. I mean, if I start talking about real estate and privacy, people start understanding it. And you touched on where it starts. It starts now because all this information is public with respect to your property ownership. That deed gets recorded. You walk out of closing, that deed gets sent for recording. You don't even think about it. You move into your house, you're very happy. You got a million things going on. When that deed gets recorded, your information is out there. Your ownership information is out there. And it's on the internet. The the recorder's websites now publish all their information. It is very easy to flip up a laptop and find out where anybody lives and essentially what their assets are if they own more than one property. Um, So the privacy aspect is huge. And I will just to explain how it works is instead of you, Mike Lafito, being record record title holder, uh, Chicago Title Land Trust Company is the record title holder and we are under an obligation of confidentiality so we do not disclose that information absent in some sort of court order subpoena something like
0: that okay so so this is a question that uh, i don't think we prepped for but mm-hmm. you know if, I, if i'm as as an agent and i want to write an offer for a high net worth individual an athlete we work with a lot of athletes and ceos you mm-hmm. know i don't want to put their name on the contract so Many times it's, you know, an LLC and or a signs, right? Mm-hmm. Or would it be, a, you wouldn't be putting a, a contract in a land trust name, correct? It would be- Absolutely, we can do that.
1: And that's one of the benefits. I mean, if you really want to keep it private and keep it private at the outset, and this is for some of our, you know, uh, uh, highest net worth people or people very high profile, and they want to keep it on, uh, you know, they want to keep it as private as possible. Yeah. then we do uh, enter at the contra- contract stage, and we will sign the contract as the purchaser. Um, okay. And so then that is important that that be set up. And, you know, that's a trend we're seeing more and more of. And I know, Mike, I think we talked about it a little at the Medina event. And it was, uh, you know, now some of the, the luxury uh, uh, market clients, really, they want their realtors to sign a confidentiality agreement. So they're thinking about this early. You know, yeah. some of these people where it is a concern, they're thinking about it early and they have to. So they're thinking about they're getting their realtor under a confidentiality agreement. They're thinking about making an offer where, you know, it, it's a confidential offer. So that can be done I'm, I'm done, and I'm glad you brought it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, confidentiality. And many times they're wanting the realtor to sign that NDA, the non-disclosure, because mm-hmm unfortunately probably bought or sold another property previously and those agents talked or it was in the chicago tribune or okay. cranes or, or something along those lines so uh and so of course now you know and this is for another conversation but you know when you're dealing with agents that aren't familiar with land trust and if i were to write an offer uh, and i represented the buyer with the land trust of course we got to provide other documentation so they know that that land trust is tied to an LLC or, or, or somebody from a proof of fund standpoint as well. Right, right. And so it, actually, you know, when we brought
1: up the NDA, you know, is what I tell realtors when I'm talking to them is that, you know, if they're asking you to sign an NDA, you bring up the land trust right away, you know, because you know this person has a privacy concern. They may know about getting you the realtor under an NDA, how that helps them they may not know the land trust aspect of it, but that's you a great should point. To
0: make the connection for them. That's, that's right. a great point. So you as an agent, you're trying to bring more value to your clients. So if there's a discussion about an NDA and you're representing a buyer, you ask them if they've heard about a land trust or the, they should consider opening a land trust and making the purchase in a land trust to make sure the confidentiality doesn't just happen from the the, the onset but all the way through the closing and beyond
1: right right and and you know what it really boils down to a sensitivity to your client's privacy concerns Mm -hmm. and Mike I I think I also told you I have some people you know I'll bring up the land trust and privacy and they're like ah there's so much out there you know different people have different levels of concern about privacy some people may have had bad run-ins bad incidents or something that that make them you know, more
0: sensitive to the privacy aspect, yeah, a target, you know, they could be mm-hmm. a target or they so, could be a politician in today's world. They could be somebody that's on the school board. I mean, you know, the, the, right now there's a lot of emotions out there. So that gets me to my next point. Land trust, aren't just for the wealthy, right? It could be a, an average homeowner of an average priced property that should consider a land trust. If they want the confidentiality of ownership and their address, you know, in, from being out there, correct?
1: Right, and when I said you know I've been doing this for twenty years and I've seen the business change, I think one of the biggest changes is we always used to have that privacy business with the high net worth, high profile market. You know, an athlete comes in, the Bears draft somebody, the quarterback buys a you know million dollar plus house on the on the North Shore, don't want the crazy fans to know. That traditionally the land trust has worked for that. But with the advent of the internet and all the information online, now you know almost everybody has a privacy concern. I don't talk to anybody who hasn't had sort of an identity theft running, even if it's getting a notification from your credit card company that, hey, it looks like there's been some unauthorized activity on this. So, uh, so yeah, it used to be the high net worth, the high profile media personalities, politicians, but now think about it. I, I mean, one of our biggest, uh, uh, the growing uh, areas is law enforcement and first responders. And we have programs directed at that. What do they tell me? You know, I, I, I go out into these highly charged public situations. I have a badge on with my name. I don't want somebody to be able to flip up a laptop and find out where my family is. And yeah, uh, a great, I've given, great I've given presentations to the FBI Northern District here. And again, boy, that's timely news, right? With the FBI, mm-hmm. these guys have a have a privacy concern. Yeah. So again, it's not just high net worth, high profile. A teacher who's had a run in with a student. We've had that. So.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I you bring that up when we bought our our COVID puppy it was out out mm-hmm. near Decal, Illinois, and 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 the lady that you know was kind of a breeder, if you will. She was a mm-hmm. teacher at Kainland High School. And she told me, you know, she had a gang member, you know, come to her house because, you know, she didn't like the fact that she reported her to, you know, so, you know, teachers, people, in, yeah. and they, this was a little farmhouse. So, you know, a land trust would have helped, you know, unless somebody follows you home, would have helped. Well, now, and, and Michael, that's
1: what I, I tell
0: people. like You know, people go, oh, if people can find out where,
1: yes, if people want to follow you home. But the point is. You don't want to make the beginning point as easy as flipping up a laptop and going to a public website and googling somebody's name. Yeah, yeah. You can
0: avoid that. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. So you know, I know you have uh, uh, done presentations on, you know, keeping it really simple. The three benefits of a land trust. And mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. You know, confidentiality, which we uh, we've covered. Uh, mm-hmm but also insulation from asset searches and anonymous offers to purchase, right? Those are... Is that correct? Yeah,
1: we did talk a little bit about anonymous offers to purchase. And then the other thing you just touched on was asset protection. Mm -hmm. And the land trust does offer some asset protection. The first thing I talk about when I talk about asset protection is the relationship between privacy and asset protection. And I've talked to and dealt with in in some asset protection plans, some very fancy attorneys who do these, you know, the offshore trust, all sorts of fancy estate planning. And I'll never remember what one of them, uh, I'll always remember what one of them told me that, uh, he you know, we can do all sorts of things. But the first layer of protection is staying off the radar, keeping your assets private, nobody knowing what you own. And so that's why we work together. And yeah. so I, the privacy and the asset protection go together. It, an asset search, personal injury attorneys do asset searches. Small business people have built up their business over the years. You know, one lawsuit can take them down. Asset searches will show, will make you a you know it'll make you a, a more uh, potential inviting target target inviting yeah. target yes. Yeah. So um, so it does insulate you. In addition, one benefit is a judgment lien against an individual who holds property and trust does not attach against the land trust as a lien. And so while a creditor, judgment creditor can take extra steps, it makes it more complicated, more time consuming, and more expensive to attach a lien against a property in a land trust. Uh, IRS liens don't attach against them automatically they do have to take an extra procedure to make a lien against a trust attached. So that's where the liability protection comes in.
0: Well, With that's, that's really good, good, good information. Yeah. Um, you know, and we you, we briefly talked about um, anonymous offers to purchase. One of the other benefits of the, that as well is, you know, if I've represented sellers and if we knew the buyers had more money, we were maybe a little <laughs> bit more stringent on negotiating. Of course, at the end of the day, a buyer is only gonna pay what they wanna pay. but if if you can Google and you can find out all information about that buyer and that they own multiple assets and 20 plus exotic cars, you know, hey, they got the money. I'm I'm drawing a line in the sand and we're not going below X. Right. And so it, it, it the opposite of that is if you are anonymous and you own, you know, your offer is in a, tr- a land trust, uh, you are more likely to have more leverage because they don't know all the assets that you own.
1: Yes, and and there is a, um, at least among land trust circles, there's a relatively famous uh, uh, instance of that, and that's Walt Disney. When they were building down around Orlando, when they were building uh, uh, Disney World down there, they bought all that property up through land trust. Florida is one of the other big states. Illinois and Florida are probably the two biggest states with the use of land trust. Okay, and Walt Disney brought bought up all that through land trust through sub company, and then the beneficiary of the land trust would be a sub company that they created. There wasn't Walt Disney coming, and call and making an offers. That's for sure. And you you pinpointed the reason why. Yeah. And so well, uh, yeah.
0: It's it's funny. Just locally here in the Chicagoland market, there's a suburb called Glen Ellen and mm-hmm. uh, in an unincorporated area of Glen Allen, uh, Amazon was buying up properties because they wanted to tear up, you know, tear down and build one of their big uh, commercial warehouse facilities. And uh, now, my understanding is my my friend whose uh, house was they were they knocked on his door, you know, Mm -hmm. it was known that was Amazon. And uh, that probably was a big mistake because (laughs) they probably paid, you know, a premium. If it wasn't Amazon, they might not have paid as much.
1: Absolutely, and that's the circumstance where an anonymous offer to purchase is of real value.
0: Yeah, well, you know, really great value here. Uh, Again, this is Michael Lafito. If you're just tuning in or skipping forward, this is Michael Lafito. You're listening to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specials podcast. Uh, This is episode 208, and um, we're really excited to have David on. And we're talking about land trust and protection, protecting your privacy. Uh, are there some pitfalls or some some uh, mistakes uh, that people make when trying to maintain privacy, David?
1: Yes, unfortunately, uh, there are some things you 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 can uh, get trapped on. One of the most common thing uh, things is, you know, on the deed, uh, uh, it'll say your name and you can buy it under a trust and it'll have Chicago titles name as the record owner. Um, uh, that is wonderful. But remember, there's a little spot on the deed that says t- send tax bills to, taxpayer information. If taxpayer information is public, it doesn't help that much to have the name private. Look, somebody's going to be able to make the connection. This guy's paying the taxes on the house. They're probably the owner. So that is definitely a pitfall. So uh,
0: there's other areas. So, where so in that instance, they should be sending the tax bill to... What a PO box? A, well, the a, tax bill can go directly.
1: Two suggestions. Sometimes it will come to us. We will it'll come to the trustee. We will forward it to uh to the owner, or the owner can have it come to them, but in the name of the trust. Come directly to their address, but in the name of the trust. But most confidential will be if it comes to the trustee, if things run through us. Okay. That's that's really good to know right another common pitfall would be and this is you know i give lender presentations because lenders aren't always that comfortable with these land trusts and so i give lender presentations the lender then uh, uh, an owner's name should not be on the mortgage either title holder we execute the mortgage on behalf of the uh, of the owner of the property so if a mortgage lender has that in there we'll contact them and say hey our person's concerned about privacy you don't need that you have a binding valid mortgage without it you know usually goes pretty smoothly okay um, so that's another pitfall so but, is
0: that like when when would that be noticed is that something at the closing table yeah that that, uh, that the, would probably
1: before the closing table because okay. we usually get the mortgage documents a, a couple few days ahead of time
0: okay perfect so, so that's uh, where opening right. a land trust ahead of time versus after the fact is key
1: absolutely absolutely so um yeah on on the lines of the uh mistakes made i do have one relatively high profile story you know john fox was the coach of the bears several years ago 2014 2015 yeah he came in he bought a beautiful mansion in lake Lake forest yeah oh yeah yeah beautiful place up i think he either bought it or sold it to or from tom Waddle. he he, he purchased it from tom Waddle, the Mm -hmm. former
0: receiver on the
1: bears There we go. So John came in and, you know, confidentiality an issue for him. And we've had many Bears coaches, you know, through the years in and out of uh, uh, our Bears.
0: We're talking NFL right now. There
1: we go. It's right time. It's the right time of year. Uh, And and so he put it in an LLC. He took title in an LLC. But if you want to look it up in the LLC, here's how one of the websites found out he was the owner. Went to the secretary of state's website. Pulled up the LLC information, which is public. You have to register. Went on. There's a little click site. Who's the manager of the LLC? The manager of the LLC was Robin. I forget her last name was Italian at the time. Something okay. like that. You Google her name. It's John Fox's wife. And so that's how these places found out. And, and that's what I say in some of my presentations is, you know, uh, maybe somebody who flips off up the flips up the laptop and looks will be deterred the extra steps you have to take a sophisticated searcher a plaintiff's attorney a collection agency somebody like that
0: they'll dig a little deeper and be able to find stuff so you really gotta you know well and and, and let's face it i've i've been featured on uh, forbes and uh, mansion global and a lot of various and they're looking for celebrities they're looking for Mm -hmm. high profile houses to talk about and they're not getting permission to write about them if it's public record and so Nice. They're looking. They're searching. People from the Tribune, from Cranes, mm-hmm. locally. They're searching. And so, uh, you you bring up a really good point, um, that 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 offers another layer of protection. Let's talk cost. I mean, obviously, there it probably depends on a lot a lot of factors. But are you allowed to give me a, a, a range above and beyond oh. to, to put to protect your privacy? What we're looking at the additional cost to. Absolutely,
1: it's based on property value, and it starts at about two hundred and fifty thousand. The grades, it's about two hundred to five hundred dollars to establish a land trust, and then there is an annual fee that is usually in the same range. Okay, and so that's what we're talking about again. Usually, not a deterrent for, uh, especially the luxury market people. Yeah. that is not a deterrent to keep their uh, information off public record.
0: Oh man. Well, some really good information here uh, again we're talking land trust i'm the host michael Lafito, uh, and we have david on from chicago title land trust company what uh, what's the best way if somebody had a question for you david to is it email uh, so,
1: yeah let me uh, uh uh i always love talking land trust like i said mike i've been doing this for 20 years i i there's always some new wrinkles always some new questions uh i can be reached again david lanciotti uh, DJL, as in David John Lanciati, at CTT, as in Chicago Title Trust.com. And I would tell you, if you want to learn more about land Trust, our website has a bunch of information, resources, common questions, legal forms. Uh, the website is CT Land Trust, C T L A N D T R U S T.com
0: ctlandtrust.com great information there about protection and privacy and uh david it's uh it's been a it's been a pleasure wealth of information and uh, i appreciate you being on today
1: again mike thanks for having me i appreciate it
0: you're welcome folks you're listening to another episode of the luxury listing specials podcast don't forget each friday we do a live stream we call it luxury fridays you can go to luxuryfridays.com luxuryfridays.com actually i I had dave david's gonna be uh, was on an episode so you can look at our old episodes by going to our youtube channel go to marketing luxury group on youtube you'll see previous episodes david was on one we're bringing on all types of guests and if you believe that you would be a great guest on our on our actual uh luxury fridays we'd be honored to have you if you are doing something different and unique uh, we'd be honored to have you and that's what Uh, that's basically our our, our guest. It doesn't have to be a a huge celebrity, a big position. It could be an agent that's doing three to five million. It could be a new agent. I featured on a previous podcast, episode 204. If you haven't listened to it, check out that, where I interviewed an intern for me last summer, and he just got his license in May of 2022. He's got a $1.9 million listing. He's hosted 15 open houses at other people's properties including a 4.5 million and he's working with a two to five million dollar buyer now and so that was an interview we had on episode 204. so i hope this is valuable if it is valuable leave us a like leave us a review Uh, again our book is out there on amazon luxury listing specialist and we are doing our live trainings in person again at the time of this release we literally uh, are about to do our our next training, we just did our next training actually at the time of this release in Milwaukee. It would have been our fifth in-person luxury designation training in just this year alone in 2022. So we're looking forward. Our next one is probably gonna be coming up here in Houston. So I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place if you guys are looking to work smarter, not harder. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Share, share us, uh, your, your success stories. Shoot me an email, michael Marketing luxury Group or jump on our Luxury Fridays, and we'd love to feature you. Until next time, you're listening to another episode of Luxury Listing Specials Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ofito. Remember to prove others wrong and make somebody's day. Take care.